Year number two of Dumpster Fires is in the books. We're done. Is it year number two? Well. I mean, year yeah, number one a, of the presidency and maybe year number, yeah, it's, it, it's just, it's awful. It's, today is a new, it is awful. But today is a new day. In, in the rebellion. The resistance. So. What do you aspire to do this year? <sighs> Well, when I it, a, when it comes to dumpster year. fire, when it comes to dumpster fire, what I, I, I mean, I've got to say that I'm really impressed and excited by all the people that have decided to run for office. Yes. Yes. I'm not going to run for office. I'm never running for office. I know. <laughs> I run There's, away from office. Yeah, I'll run very far away from office. But yeah, it's been super impressive seeing a lot of women. Um, and men, of course, but women saying, you know, enough's enough, I'm done, I can do this, and taking the resources that have become available, um, Emily's list, Annie's list, all the lists. Run for something, um, I believe that's... Yeah, run for something, yes. Yeah. I think we really need to worry about the the House and the Senate. I know that that's, 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 that's my whole, like, concern. I have no idea what else. It's, it's, it's figuring out how to ensure that we help change the House and Senate, right? So Yeah, we gotta just change the language, change the paradigm shift it less <clears throat> well and I'm moral based and more human based. I mean and so, you know, you think back to how Obama won and it was a grassroots campaign and things. So maybe finding out how to um, be active in races that are important, um, however we can. I, I think that that's mm-hmm. going to be something I do, um, even if it's robo-calling or something stupid. I mean, make sure that people get out and vote. Um, yes. I think that that's, that's got to be another huge goal for me. I agree. I would like to offer donuts and tacos to people mm. when they're in line to vote. I'll make tacos. I, I'll make tacos. I'll, I'll, I'm going to, that's going to be my project. I don't mind making tacos. Awesome. And I'm also going to annoy the ever-living fuck out of everybody on Facebook this year. I already do that. <laughs> Mission accomplished for me. <laughs> well, I'm going, maybe I'll change my privacy settings on some of the things instead of just kind of keeping it Private. Private mm-hmm. on certain things. It's going to just unleash. 2018, the year that we take out the trash in Texas. Yeah. I, um, so I think that there have been, sometimes I wonder, you know, I have all these friends that always get like 850 something likes. Uh, it doesn't matter what they do. Like, oh and then they get 856 likes on on toast and you know i go oh look toast and i get two likes or maybe i'll get four likes and then somebody will take away their like i i I, you got that one friend who's like slapping (laughs) me down like like go go work i don't know if i really like you i think it's because i'm so outspoken about everything i i am but friend, I'm just as annoying and loud as you are. I know, but I'm just saying that 
for some reason, people don't like it when I am. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, they take it so badly that they don't even like my toast. And they love everybody else's toast. Oh. It's okay. Well, is your toast artisanal? No, it's probably just toast. It's just wheat. Well, then there you have it. Bitch, please. Bitch, please. Um, how was my New Year celebration? It was Happy New Year. It was chill. There was a lot of eating as usual and pajamas and cake and inappropriate card games. I think it was Christmas Eve. We were like, you know what? It's the holiday season. It's time to drink. And it was we had pretty low key food anyway, but the bourbon punch required more work. So that was truly the crown jewel of my meal for the holiday season anything involved this was my year of bourbon i can't even tell you how many empty glass bottles of bourbon Jesse is a huge bourbon drinker if i don't so bullet uh the bourbon one and every time i buy that it disappears so i'm not buying it anymore because that's an expensive habit to just take up like just disappearing this specific bullet no thank you <laughs> So no more of it in our house. I've started buying something for $10 that, um, Oh no, I don't no, no, care. No, no, it, no, no. You know what? No, it stays no, no, no. in my little cute alcohol <laughs> cabinet much longer. I will get you some brown water to put in an empty <laughs> bottle. You will not drink that trash. $10 bottle oh, of trash. This coming from American military tequila giver. Yo, no. Why do you think it was gifted? That's why uh, you, you don't get to you don't get to knock my ten dollar <laughs> fake bourbon if you're freaking giving out heart attacks like that nasty tequila. It came with a disclaimer, stick to one shot. Oh, did it? Or did I, you no, give me I that said, disclaimer? Like, oh, okay. just stick to one shot. And you're like, but this is so smooth and easy and we gotta have some more. <laughs> I think it aged all the way to the top and then that was all it got. Like <laughs> that was as good as it got. That first that first pour was was ready for everyone, and then after that, it just it was disgusting. What's happening over there? Just ignore me. <laughs> um. Okay, so it's twenty eighteen. We're starting new, and the momentum is there. We just got to keep going. So that is my. That is. My signpost that I'm looking for is I'm not going to be running, but I'm going to be supporting a lot of people mm-hmm. and I'm going to encourage people to not sit and be complacent and call out the Karens and the Beckys and keep making stuff uncomfortable because we can't be complacent. I don't want to wake up one day and say, hey, remember that sci-fi book we used to read? <laughs> yeah, we don't have books anymore now because they burned them all. But this one You're time, like, no, I don't remember. Oh, I don't. I, 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 I know we're not there, but the uh, conspiracy theorist that runs around the back of my brain can't help but wonder. And I'm going to fight tooth and nail for that to happen. And I joked with my husband that last year I we needed to have bail money in the event I got arrested for something, anything. From any of the protests we would go to. Yeah. And I didn't. So yay. Good job. More money for this year's bail. (laughs) 
If needed, you may not need bail. This could be a very cool trip that you take. The anti-bail trip. The anti-bail trip. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> or the unused bail money trip. You guys could go uh. on like a cruise maybe. Do you remember the night of the election? And I'm not saying that you forget it. This, this past year or the year 2016. before? So uh, yes. I had a party here. And then we did this... Um, we did this barbecued bologna that was supposed to be really good and I should have known that the shit was going to hit the fan because I told Jesse I said I know that you're going to forget so please make sure that he gives you beef bologna I do not want lip and asshole bologna and sure enough he goes to 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 the market and when he goes to the market um he forgets to ask the guy just circles beef bologna, and as soon as I taste it, I'm like, this is the shittiest beef bologna, and come to find out, it wasn't beef bologna. It was the fucking and lip assholes. and asshole. And so I think about that bologna, and that bologna should have been a telling sign of what was going to happen that night, because all we got was lip and asshole on that fucking night, and all my friends were here, and we were all super excited, and you should have just seen the, like, you know... The crestfallen. Yeah, like it was just the faces. saddest party ever. Sad it was the worst party ever held. I don't know if I even told anybody bye. Like I remember <laughs> all of us were just sitting on the couch, like just kind of. I, I, we were watching Stephen Colbert. Yep. Take it in, and he didn't even know what to do. And if your comedians don't know how to handle what's going on. How the fuck do you handle it with a, a party of 15 in your house that are all just looking at you expecting this amazing party that turned to shit with shitty baloney and a trash-ass president? <laughs> it was the worst party ever. And I remember <sighs> staying up all night and telling my boss that I wasn't going to come in. And then I um, took a two hour long bath in the morning and I cried and listened to like all the women that played the Lilith Fair like <laughs> I fucking listened to Sarah McLaughlin Natalie Merchant oh my gosh uh, I think I got some Liz Fair in there were you I, sitting on the floor and rocking no well I was sitting in the tub just back and forth just fucking crying and I, I remember how mad I was and I, I I even created this little stupid thing on Facebook for for a group of friends and I was like we need to turn 2018 blue and nobody thought that it was gonna work but look at the momentum you know I think it's I think we have hope for 2018 right I think oh for sure if any <clears throat> if one of the top shining things on this lip and asshole baloney barbecue <laughs> debacle could be that there is some beef in that baloney and there, there was... is a lot of fire now in many of us, to your point of saying, okay, we're in shock, we fell down, let's dust ourselves off, and what can we do now? Right. Because would we be doing the same thing and taking as much action and being as loud had the election not gone the way it did? Right. I think that that it created just enough fuel and fire into everybody to, to do something. It lit a big-ass candle under their butt. <laughs> it did. And so maybe we 
dare I say, needed this catastrophe to humble us and slap us and slap us across the face with some baloney. It's because we're pissed. <laughs> it's gotta mean something. It's gotta That's mean things we're are pissed. We're yeah. pissed. We're pissed enough now and little by little the veneer of the promises of lips and assholes starts to fade. Like you start to see the the nastiness of the baloney and you're like, oh, oh. You start to realize that that's not beef. <laughs> you start you, to you realize said it was beef and I was standing here like, oh, no, 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 it's beef. It was nasty. It was Ew. gross. And I knew it as soon as I chewed into it and how he didn't realize it cooking it. It cooks different. It cooks different. It does different. cook different. Oh, man. Because of the fat content. It does. <laughs> it doesn't, like the beef actually browns quicker it'll it'll char better lip and assholes jelly it's it's like a mush okay anyway anyway so yeah yeah. so that's i see i'm still bitter (laughs) (laughs) jesse jesse owes me a barbecued bologna (laughs) i'll be maybe this election maybe this will be the year so yeah maybe this will be the year right so what is your cause or momentum purpose train that you're going to be writing for 2018? Well, I mean, I I hit, okay, so I did not run for an office, but I did light a fire under my butt and decided to become active in, um, city government so and it's not a huge task but i am now thank you to uh rebecca viagran for choosing me but i am my uh count my district's uh female i guess ambassador on the um board for the uh the mayor's commission on the status of women and i plan on doing as much as i can with that role um I, I'm new to the board. I'm very excited and I'm very willing to kind of get my hands dirty, but I don't know what, uh, what we do yet. And mm-hmm. I'm learning that as we have meetings. In fact, we have a, a meeting tomorrow. So, um, it'll be my third meeting and we're working right now on the international women's day luncheon. And then once we get all of that stuff settled, um, we get to start discussing what we'd like to tackle in our term and so I'm excited about hearing what the other women have on their plates or in their minds as far as what they want to tackle and um, I'd like to work with them on maybe some health initiatives with the city figuring out how we can get women more access to health care since it's being taken away left and right by upper government you know we've got Mm-hmm. state cuts we've got federal cuts um everybody wants to limit access to birth control and abortion and i'm not saying that i expect the city to handle any of that but every time you take money away from those initiatives you're taking them away from things like pap smears and um very necessary breast exams and mm-hmm. things that need to happen and so figuring out how to maybe get women healthy in san antonio and make mm-hmm. um you know, make it an, make it a, 
an issue for 2018 is, is my goal. Um, I don't know how far I'll get, but it's something I do want to tackle. Crossing fingers. Well, I'll be supporting you on the informal side. Um, in the birth community, we've had a lot of, I guess, backroom chatter, if you can call Facebook a backroom when you're in a private group, mm-hmm. about um, the Texas maternal death rates. We've been talking about it for over a year, but recently with the news on Erica Garner's death and really trying to tackle from our end as the people working in the birth community how do we reach out similarly in the community to talk about women's health, maternal health postpartum health access to resources especially when things like Medicaid are at risk and you know as well as I do how many women would will sacrifice certain things for their family in an order to get something else so why I you know especially when you don't have the time and we put our own health at risk all the time all the time so when you're a pregnant woman putting yourself at risk or a postpartum woman, or a person who has had a child in any capacity, but you do not fall into an economically advantaged category, and that includes having insurance, Mm -hmm. you could potentially be putting yourself at risk for other things you're not aware of. Here's the thing. Who is going to tell a pregnant person, these are things that you should let me know if you're experiencing them. An OB. Easily accessible to those of us that have the means. And if she didn't have those things with someone, why is it that when women have babies, all of a sudden everything's okay and you can just ignore them? You know, I I don't know. There is a task force that has been working on reports and they come out every, I want to say every two years. So the data by the time you read it is already old. Mm Mm-hmm. And the breakdowns change, so depending on what they're looking for. Um, But yes, in Texas, you can easily see the breakups of race. And it'll also depend, because what if you're identifying as white, but you're Latina? And so there's those questions. I have questions. Um, But yes, um, people of color in their postpartum period are more likely to struggle with various health issues leading to potentially death. And we don't talk about it because, well, we don't talk about it one, but two, how do you track that? Right. To your point, they're no longer under someone's what careful eye. Right. I mean, even Medicaid drops mothers after two months. So, I mean, you've got, so if, if you've got no health insurance and you were um, covered by Medicaid under the term of your pregnancy, then two months after they've kind of just washed their hands of you and they're done with you. So Mm -hmm. you don't even have access to funds or care at that point. And if you did, If, let's say that you are struggling with something, is it possible that the color of your skin 
dictates the response of the medical professionals when you say something's not right. Right. So. I mean, you have one foot in the grave already because you're female. You know, women cannot complain anytime we discuss any sort of health issue it's an automatic considered complaint we're not really sick we're complaining so you tack on the fact that not only are you female but you're um, a female of color and you're probably a loud complainer you're an annoying complainer and it's not uh, it's the same i feel like as um Police, they don't even, it's an unintended bias. No one's saying that it's something that people expect that they have or hope to have. Mm -hmm. It's something that they don't even realize that they, that they hold, you know? Right. Um, Unintentional bias. So how do you, how do you, how do you recognize it? How do you resolve to do something better about it where do you go and that's what we'll be working on this year scary that's a it really is. big task amanda you're making me tired i know I, and it, I have, i'm just so fortunate to work with some pretty amazing women in the community who have access to some amazing resources so those are the questions we're asking ourselves is like how do we where do we start? What do we do? How do we do it? How do we get them to come? Or where do we go? And maybe part of it is the fact that just like we need more women to run for government, we need more women physicians. And maybe we need to make sure that our daughters um, take all the STEM courses that they can so that they can become active members of their society and become physicians, maybe, and, and scientists, maybe maybe that's that's something we need to look at too you know ensuring that our daughters uh, know that they're able to do anything and become uh yes become our voices yes there is nothing that makes me happier than when my oldest daughter says we're playing we're doing whatever mama i can't wait to be a policewoman, scientist, astronaut, baby doctor, <laughs> veterinarian, like all of those things. Is what Chill she out, wants girl. To be. <laughs> That's 30 years of school. <laughs> maybe, not, like, <laughs> maybe not all of them at the same time. <laughs> She's ambitious. Yeah. She's yeah, ambitious. You, she has dreams. She's got a dream just like Rapunzel. That's hilarious. Oh, oh and she wants gosh. to be Rapunzel too. No, just kidding. <laughs> she wants to be a Ninjago ninja. So. Oh, wow. Um, but when we when I go to a birth or come back from a birth and I talk to her about it, she has a lot of great questions and um, she's very supportive. Like, oh, let me see a picture and you tell that mama she did a great job and just all these things. And when mm-hmm. she and her sister are reenacting playing midwife and uh, mom to be, it is the most hilarious thing. Just listening to the things apparently that I've said and they pick up on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely having conversations with our children, around our children, that are change positive. Right. I mean, you know, um, raising a son, you know, I, I'm from a Mexican family, duh. 
Uh, <laughs> I love... Ay, mijito. I love my mother. Um, but <laughs> she... She... Oh. She... She falls, she comes from a long line of, of mothers that worship their sons. And so I remember my brother lived with me um, right after I separated uh, back in like 2005. My brother decided that he wanted to come and stay with me in my, in my apartment and my, with my kids for a while. And so um, <laughs> my brother, um, <laughs> he lived with me and my mom would call me to do the most random things like, you know, your brother's got to go to work today. So I need you to make sure his laundry's done. Or have you looked in his room to see if it's clean? Because you know me, he that he doesn't clean like you do. And, um, and then I would come over, I would come home some days and my parents would just be there washing his laundry. Like, Oh, you know, he hadn't done it. So we were worried about him and we just came over and did laundry and my laundry was all still there, but my brother's was all folded and put away and perfect. It was like, it was, even though he had left the house, she was still taking care of him. And, um, Mm. when I had my son, I had to actively just kind of, and and with knowledge, you know, just, Mm -hmm. I had to force myself not to be that way to, or or not how to raise him, but you have to remember to raise him without that bias. And you have to raise him without the unintended things and the, the things that you didn't even remember, you know, like I said, like, I don't know that my mom actively realizes that she's still doing my brother's laundry because well, he's no, the because boy, it's right? It's normalized. <laughs> yeah. No, so totally see that. Exactly. So I have to know that I can't do those things, not because I think my mom did it wrong, but because I know that I have to raise a different son. Um, for a different time. So I always try to do things like that and, you know, always have those conversations with him about uh, different types of people and how women, um, you know, need to be believed and women need to be respected. And, you know, I, you, when you have a son, it's, it's, it's a whole different set of conversations. You tell your daughter, um, that she can do anything and you tell your son, you can do anything and so can women. <laughs> and don't <Right>. forget that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone can do everything. And pick up your own clothes. <laughs> and I'm not washing oh your gosh. laundry at 30. <laughs> I, I somehow, I, in our family, in my family growing up, my mom was the oldest of five women. And so I we skipped that. Like we didn't experience that in mm-hmm. our family, but I saw it all the time with my friends and their brothers and um my cousins when they'd get married or mm-hmm. like you know just kind of out there so I, I think I lucked out and didn't have to deal with the did you have brothers the right no I'm no? an only child oh that's right I forgot yeah 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 so and then so you don't know girls, to, yeah you don't have to deal with it at all <laughs> and, and then I married a non a non-hispanic yeah you're like so I, I married the widow so Oh. What other awesome things are you looking forward to for 2018? Um, I'm looking forward to our work with Planned Parenthood. But yes, that's still another 
women's health initiative. I I, I, <laughs> I I believe that women's health is so important. And I mean, we're raising the babies. We're mm-hmm. running for office. We're trying to become doctors. We've got all these things that we want to do. Um, and And we don't have the resources to make sure that we can live to get them all done. Um, I'm gonna live forever. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be embalmed with bourbon from now until I'm 150. I uh, so yeah, I'm excited about our work for Planned Parenthood. I hope everyone um, gets to see our work soon. And oh, we'll be uh, talking about it. Once I we think so. Put it on paper. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's okay that we are at a point where we've narrowed our scope on the work that we do. Because in our circles, we know other people doing just as amazing things. For other purposes, right? For other purposes. Yeah, yeah for sure. True. Right? You know, we've got people working on education initiatives. We've got people running for office. We've got um, the housing disparity discussions. And, um, and not just locally, right? Because we take <clears throat> that first step here. Right. And it's part of a larger piece now, that is something that I do need to do, and I think that all of us should do, is um, become more aware of my local government. Um, every So part of it's the trickiness of knowing when to show up, but I have a, um, I have a neighborhood uh, group that I didn't even know we had that has meetings the first Tuesday of every month, but because it's not... Um, publicized. Yeah, or... because it's not publicized, and because I'm not part of. So you know, I'm. I live on the south side. I don't live in a suburb, so there's no notification when I move in. Hey, here's your lovely packet of homeowners association information. <laughs> Nobody does that. You walk in, and you know, you get the ojo. You get the ojo. I got the neighbor that said I sit outside with a gun all day, and your property's safe. So I'm I'm appreciative yeah. of him, but so give him some tamales. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, you don't get that kind of information. So I didn't know until I talked to um, Rebecca Villagran when I was um, interviewing for the board. I didn't know we had an association that had actual meetings. Like I knew I'd heard of one, but I didn't really know what it did or or how if it even like met. I didn't really know a lot about it. But um, maybe by taking in some of those meetings and becoming <clears throat> more active in my direct community in yeah. the area that I actually, you know, live and breathe in, um, I can help make a difference. Go pop into your council person's office. Well, that's what I did. And so, you know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe all of us can figure out how we can learn more about our our zone, you know, True like that. I think we all need to take stock and and show up at those meetings. Uh, they're, well, they're, we're planning on moving out into the <clears throat> off the grid, so <laughs> okay, so maybe you won't be able to do that. But those of us in the city that yes. have that ability, I mean, the yes. only way that you're going to know whether or not there's going to be a community garden coming, or if there's going to be bark uh, bark rails bike. Um, bike trails, <clears throat> bike lanes, and yes. you know, get you a friend yeah. who's got a finger on the pulse. Exactly, or become Facebook aware of the pulse. You know, 
it took it took me going to my city council person's office, but it happened, and I and I was able to get the information. Um, right. So, you know, um, figure out how you can get that information and and, and learn it. And you don't necessarily <clears throat> have to physically go either. You can call or right. send an email. It's so easy. There's always people available to help. <clears throat> if you know a neighbor, ask a neighbor, especially one that's been there forever. Get to know your neighbors, please bring that that's how we're going to make our community stronger too right <clears throat> by being you active. don't have to make friends you don't have to invite them to your bologna barbecue it's my bologna <laughs> <laughs> you just know them i mean i don't know everybody's name in my neighborhood but i can make eye contact with them and feel comfortable addressing them and having a conversation when they're outside mm-hmm. and there's two of them <clears throat> who we have a significant language barrier with and I bridge that with cookies. Sounds nice. Yep. We don't. So, but I'm in the burbs, so it's not as exciting. Yeah. And it's already pre-gentrified for me. <laughs> it's all nice and clean and stuff. It's all nice and clean. Yeah. Um, but y- you are in a different part of town where it has rich character and history, and it is in danger. It is. I am not very worried about it because I... Um, I know the next five to 10 years are going to be okay, but my neighbors are all older. And when they pass, I will be interested in seeing the, um, purchasers because, you know, um, I lived in an area, I lived on the Southeast side by Highland park, um, back in the eighties or, you know, that's where my parents lived. And, um, when all of our neighbors died off, at that period, um, a lot of, um, their parent, a lot of their kids sold or rented houses for very cheap. And so the neighborhood went downhill fast. So it just depends on, on what happens when this die off occurs. Maybe um, you should start buying up properties. <laughs> oh gosh, help me. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm not rich enough. I'm so not ready. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm only one person, Amanda. <laughs> I, get, I know some people. Yeah, we can put you together and create that community. Yeah, who's? Why can't we? I mean, I'm very fortunate that I live on. Um, a, it's not a cul-de-sac street, but it's an. It's a dead end road that is. Um, it, it's. It's one long, nice street. Um, mm. But yeah, I. I I don't know what it's going to be like when um, when the die-off happens. And the die-off will happen. Um, you, 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 yeah. I've yeah. got four elderly neighbors in front and to the right of myself. So, And every time I pass them every morning and I wave, I'm just wondering. <laughs> you check your calendar like they are alive today. <laughs> I'm like, today's a good day. <laughs> Good day. They are breathing on their own. It's Fantastic. a good test. It's another good day. But oh, uh, yeah, we'll see. It's all just very much up in the air. Um, we are um, close to that UIW school that's opening up the medical school. So we're in the mm. city base area. So it's very possible that younger hipsters might want our houses soon. I just. Oh, yeah, that's. You're going the way of what is it? Dignity Hill? Yeah, we'll just see. We don't, we don't know yet. Good. So it's all up in the air right now. But like I said, everybody here is still ticking. So 
you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky. <laughs> I like you all very much. <laughs> you know what I was thinking the other day is that in our 30s, would we be this woke? No. 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 I don't think I was. And I still think there's people in our age who are are not uh, taking their head out of their hands. Well, I was going to say sand, but butts and butts fine. Um, To have these conversations, or I get a lot of eye rolls from people in our circle—not circle, but not in our our circle. Definitely not in our circle. Our people are used to hearing us bitch and complain, and they rally with their own. If you're still our friend, (laughs) you know what you got. You know what you got into. This is not news to you. No, Um, but I. I can't help but want to scream in people's faces when they roll their eyes about anything Mm -hmm. that doesn't help us all come up and not just financially, but woman to woman, which is pretty fragile as it is. Right. Mean girls still exist. Only now they're still now they're mean Becky's and mean Karen's Mm -hmm. driving a minivan or a luxury SUV. Yeah. But they're still there. I really wish that in 2018, people would pay more attention to the things that affect them daily. Right. And so that still goes back to like local government and then and also researching and looking at the things that you're reading and, and finding out, is it true? Is it not true? Is this verifiable? Um <sighs> Education and research are so important, even past high school years. And I, 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 I'm sad to think about how many people don't uh, verify the things that they that they read. Do not rely <coughs> on Facebook as your primary news source. Let us recall the time earlier this year, or not that long ago, when we had a gas shortage in San Antonio. That was for so no ridiculous. Good reason. During the hurricane. For nothing but fear. My brother works out in the field and he said that they were having a shortage and that we have to go gas up. So unnecessary. And that from the valley to here, if a little bit north, we did not have gas. Do you hear all these noises that I'm making? I write them off because I love you so much. (laughs) I just wonder if I'm super noisy. Are you making noise? You you sound like a little pug. You're like a human pug I'm over there. I'm super sorry. Don't worry about it. Just self conscious. Just wondered. No if, need to apologize. Just wondered if I sounded really mm. as bad as I feel like I sound. Are you drinking something today? I um, was experimenting this week mm-hmm. with my cocktail making, and I came up with the patriarchy smash. Ooh, I like this. Yes, it is um, lemon and blackberry. Okay. Because I just like those two. Okay. And sometimes mint if it's fresh in the garden. And I muddled that with some bourbon mm-hmm. and strained it. And I've been experimenting with either club soda, ginger beer, or whatever random fizzly thing I have in the fridge. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to finesse this, and this will be our offering. I like that. To the podcast verse. That sounds so good. Our patriarchy smash someday. Um, so that is my, my drinking glass. I don't really, um, I don't 
create anything like that. I like to just um, drink. drink. I will make you many. I will come up with more cocktails for you. Don't you worry. I yeah. I'm at that point in my life because I don't have kids anymore that I don't really feel like creating shit. I just want to come home and eat Cheetos and um, a roll of turkey. So with a Topo Chico and and just sit I, there. I still eat all that stuff because I'm too tired after feeding my children. You talk about like, oh, I'm going to make this cocktail. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to taste that. I'm just like, <laughs> there's no, oh, I'd love to have the, I really don't want the recipe. <laughs> I really... lived in the kitchen for six years already. I'm yeah. sure I'll still be living in it for another six. Yeah, so. exactly. I lived in the kitchen for a good 20 years, and I'm done with that part of my life. So I'm really I'm really excited to taste what you've got, but Sweet. that's cool. <laughs> you know, like, I'll always be... When it comes to alcohol, I've been starting to experiment more. Yeah. Especially now that I'm... I feel like I've graduated in my drinking from really bad beer. Uh-huh to really bad gin <laughs> to just vodka which i mean come on it's vodka it's a filler yeah it's a- and now i'm on bourbon yeah and we also have scotch in the house i'm not there yet. i That's- bought jesse his first bottle of scotch the other day i was very impressed with myself excellent i mean i'm fine with all that stuff i just i really am at the point where i'm sniffling all the time so alcohol is just not <laughs> in my I'm probably gonna regret the milk I'm drinking right now (laughs) you need to drink that juice I made for you oh I have it still so yeah I'm gonna do that my whole life revolves around food and drink if yeah it's not I don't even know I can't even thanks for listening this is Amanda and Vanessa And we are Bitch Please. You can find us online at bitch-pls.com or podcastbp.com. Join us for our next episode where we talk about mom blogs. Sounds good to me. Tell a friend. (laughs) Don't cry. Get a drink. Get a drink. Get a snack. I always have snacks. Queso's good. I always have snacks. I can't have snacks. Mm, Queso.